Hello, you are listening to Rhodey Radio, Rhode Island Library Radio Online. My name is Morgan Johnston, and I am delighted to be hosting today's episode. We'll be talking about songwriting as therapy during coronavirus. introduce myself. I am an indie folk singer-songwriter and a board-certified music therapist with a master's degree in clinical mental health counseling. And most importantly, I am a Rhode Island local having grown up in Barrington, Rhode Island. Music therapy, if you're unfamiliar with the field, is defined as the use of music for non-musical goals. So that could be physical goals or emotional goals ranging from improving mobility, strengthening memory, building social skills, gaining insight into your own experiences, or overall healing. These emotional goals will be the focus of today's episode. I'm excited to talk about the intersection between these two roles that I have of music therapist and singer-songwriter, and look at them from the lens of what has happened to all of us this past year with coronavirus. Songwriting has been For a long time, a personal therapeutic practice of mine, and this year was no different. I actually ended up with two albums worth of songs, which was not intentional, but really just a matter of my own self-care. So today, I'd love to share some of those songs with you and talk a little bit about how I wrote them and how they relate to the music therapy healing process. I will be playing these songs live from my family's house in Barrington, which is where I spent most of quarantine and just so happened to write these songs. So let's jump into the music. first song was called Pandemic Spring, and as we find ourselves in yet another Pandemic Spring, right now I thought this would be a good way to honor being at what for most of us is the one-year anniversary of quarantine. As a therapist, I often think about how nature can be a grounding force and therefore a coping skill, because in the midst of going through a problem, you can feel like you're part of something bigger than yourself. The dissonance in this case, though, was that it 
felt like nature was regrowing as humans were doing the opposite. And I will say this song does feel a little different playing it now than when I first wrote it. A little bit more hope now. That last song, as well as the ones to follow, are from the album Songs from Quarantine that I wrote during April, May, and June of 2020. This next song, titled Days of Quarantine, is the first song that I wrote for what ended up being that album. The song was written on April 28th, even though the quarantine started impacting my life more personally on March 13th. The prompt that enabled me to really start writing about the pandemic and what was going on was from a Brown Arts Initiative songwriting workshop that I'm in, which is led by the lovely and talented Tracy Potoshnik. The prompt was to write about the pandemic as if looking back on it from the future. I, I realize now how this was such a great coping skill and that I was able to depersonalize what was happening and take on an observer role which is what made it feel safe to write about the pandemic for the first time. On day one, I felt my stomach ache, turned off the news, but the shock stayed. On day two, I felt my heart race, Ran round the block, trying to match his pace. And if you would have told me I'd be fine, after watching these lives just go on by, say you're lying. On day eight, I fell numb to the weight, stared at the screen in a distracted way. But on day 12, I felt the pain Not sure for who, but I cried all day And if you would have told me I'd be fine After watching days of life just go on by Say you're lying On day 33, I lost track of the days Get self-improving, walking up in the morning And on day 51, I felt the rage Run me one now, then all I felt was shame And if you would have told me I'd be fine After watching days of life just go on by Say you're lying Today, I recall good days that at the time were hard to see that way. Cause from day one, it was too simple to say that I'll be fine, but we survived anyway. I don't always write about events as they're happening. I often prefer to write about events after they've occurred and I can take on more of a retrospective lens. But in the case of quarantine, which has been such a extended period of time, a whole year of this collective and extended grief, I found it really helpful to write during. One of the personal losses that I was going through at the time 
was the loss of having a graduation from my program. I had a hard time letting myself feel the sadness and anger over that loss in comparison to what I saw as such bigger losses happening in the world at the time. As a therapist, I know consciously that validation is the first step in healing in the same way that instead of telling someone, look on the bright side, you might first say, this sounds like it's really hard for you. For me, the challenge was to apply this training onto myself to do some self-validation. Interestingly, after allowing myself that self-validation of writing this song to meet myself where I was and how I was feeling, I've also found some external validation from sharing this song with others and being surprised that they relate it to this similar loss of graduation and starting a future when it feels like the future is so uncertain. This song, Disorientation, had the effect of validating myself as well as others that is my absolute favorite part of performing, as well as it reminded me that the more I can help myself, the more I can make space to help others. Graduating has never felt more disorienting. You'll still need a gown. But you can trade your cap for a mask for now. I know you were excited to walk the stage with the road. Wanna start it now? I know you were excited, but I guess this is what it feels like to be starting your life at the end of the Diploma and handshake kept six feet away. Pomp and circumstance doesn't mean that much with all these funeral songs. I know you were excited to walk the stage, the road. Wanna start right now? I know you were excited, but I guess this is what it feels like to be starting your life. At the end of the world I know that this feels like The end of the world And even this song's too sweet For the bitterness you feel like to tell me I guess what we'd like you to tell us is you still need us to start our lives even if it's the end of the world May 16th is your day 
They say as others' lives are taken away But maybe all you can do Is start living like they Those last songs were written using the guitar, using different tunings, Dad Dad were the first two, as well as using different kinds of capos. The third one was written using an E suspended capo, so in the shape of that chord already. What I found helpful about using these different formations on the guitar was that I could focus on the emotions of what I was experiencing during this tumultuous time less than focusing on the music theory. So I could just see what comes out of the guitar and see what resonated with me. Only after validating myself with songs like Disorientation on the Songs from Quarantine album was I able to write this next song that's called These Are The Things That I Hope That We Keep After Quarantine and moves more into reframing everything that was happening to us through the perspective of gratitude. This is why it was so important to me to have the songs on the album be presented in the order that they were written. The album's dedication also comes from a place of gratitude for my sister specifically, who I'd spent most of this past year with, um, a lot of it playing badminton. up to text from my friends sharing songs that help my mom combining flowers through the shortage to make homemade bread listening to my dad singing country from his garage getting summer feed when it's only been early to oldies you can hear outside Wearing out the grass with my sister playing ballad in Having tea parties with my college friends over Zoom Observing every stage of the flowers blooming day by day quarantine Learning the name of the neighbor's dog I always walk by Curling up in bed with my sister Benjamin Avatar My friend making a sim so that we can be in the same state See the ocean coming at Gold State Park. These are the things 
that I've been so grateful to have discovered during quarantine and the pandemic and something that I'll be keeping afterwards absolutely is um, writing custom songs for folks. I had been missing playing shows though I was playing a couple virtual shows though not nearly enough and I was thinking about ways that I could continue to connect with people and even connect people with each other during this time of isolation. What I ended up doing was collecting information from people about any topic of their choice that they would like a song written about, and the song I wrote for them could then be used for special occasions like weddings or anniversaries or birthday parties or family events or even remembrance of people. Some of the highlights for me were getting to write a song for a couple whose wedding, at least the in-person reception, had been postponed because of COVID, as well as writing songs for kids' birthdays to be given by their grandparents who couldn't travel to be with them at their birthday parties. Coming off of this place of gratitude that I was in upon finishing the first album, I was reminded about how the healing process is not always linear. There were days when I was able to feel that gratitude, and there were other days where I was simply just back at that stage of feeling loss. Though ideally with each dip, there's still an upward movement of healing and growth. My solution, as has been many times before, was to just go back to writing songs. Which is how the second album, Songs Still from Quarantine, dedicated to the people who lost their lives and the people who loved and continue to love the people who lost their lives, came about. One of the songs that resulted is this next one called Six Months In, which parallels the song Days of Quarantine from the first album, because after all the days became months. Both of the songs, Days of Quarantine and Six Months In, use a repetitive structure with no chorus or bridge to break it up, much like there was no relief from the pandemic as it was happening. While Days of Quarantine uses the depersonalizing technique of looking back on the past, this next song uses a similar technique of having second person as if writing the song to someone else, not like it's one's own experience or all of our shared experience. That distance again made it feel safer to write about. Six months in, you don't count up the days. 
Find your first gray hair when you cut it at home and spot two new freckles on the top of your left hand seven months in. You don't say its name. Make lists and charts of your future while you get dizzy and only write in second person eight months in. You sleep through the morning walks. Have bread with every first and second of your helpings and envy characters' lives that you watch on screen nine months in. You don't say what's wrong. Save your text to answer at the end of the weeks and refresh your Facebook feed till the posts repeat ten months in. You only start to cry. Turn the channel when memorials come up on TV and a pepper to your plate and hope you feel something 11 months in. You chip your teeth sleeping. Rev the engine while you drive with metal music on and don't put on shoes in with your vodka cause 12 months in. You've changed. Lost one year of your life through people to it and 26 years of innocence. I had some resistance to finishing the song Still From Quarantine album, specifically that last song, as I recorded it in March for the year anniversary. When I reflect on this, I think it's because There's a fear that other people won't understand your experience, whether it's people around you during this time or people in the future when you talk about it from a historical perspective. As a music therapist, I think so much of healing is just about feeling understood. Another possible interpretation is that I wanted to fit in all the details from this time in our life. I didn't want to forget about anything and then have to write about and essentially relive any of this again. In that way, I think I was seeking closure. This fear of not having closure and the worry from this year continuing on into the future is what this next song played on banjo titled, I'm Worried, is about. Ah, 
for an alcoholic whose brother died and just can't take this anymore. I'm worried about the therapist who can't get anyone to listen back for just an hour. And the nurse is on call, and if this doesn't end soon, what they might do to themselves. to therapists and singer-songwriters who both tend to be empaths, I have been noticing this sense of helplessness. But within that, I'm really excited about the ways that music and songwriting, as much as they've helped us during and helped me during coronavirus, can also help us come out of this, when physical health might not be as much of a worry, but mental health will be. What makes me so hopeful is my belief that music can help us capture the emotions in between those we have words for which is especially important in events like coronavirus where it may be difficult to talk about what has happened. One opportunity that I've been excited to offer is called community songwriting. In these monthly events, the first half is essentially a show on a topic related to coronavirus, and the second half is an opportunity to write a song together on that same topic, which looks like having a group discussion, uh, me taking notes during, chatting about what mood of music might best match the lyrics and message that we've come up with, and then translating that into a song that I'll play live at the end. Much like the custom song commissions, these community songwriting events have been a really joyful example of bringing the elements of music therapy into the community space and giving people who don't call themselves songwriters an opportunity to experience the benefits of songwriting. The song I'd like to leave you with today is one that, to me, is as simple in its instrumentation as it is in its message. The song is just me singing, no instruments, and the message is just to be present where you are, even when it's difficult like this year has been. This song is called To Just Be. This year has taught me to sing without any audiences Run without any competition Dream without any realization To just be To write without any recognition Walk without any destination Feel without any resolution To just be To just be To be me to just be, just me, 
It's taught me to accept without any explanation Play without any reservations Love without any guarantees To just be To live without any motivation Sit with all of this isolation Hope without any reason to Just be, just be To be me to just be just me to just be to be me to just be just me just be I appreciate you all listening today in music therapy we talk a lot about how the therapist, not just the music, is necessary for the healing process. And as a singer-songwriter, I similarly feel like the songwriting process isn't complete until I've shared those songs with other people, like an audience. So getting to share these songs with you today has been a very cathartic experience and a way for me myself to find closure in that healing process of a year of life in the coronavirus pandemic. For more on my work as a singer-songwriter and music therapist, you are more than welcome to go to my website, www.morganjohnstonmusic.com. There you can listen to both of the albums that I played from today, songs from quarantine and songs still from quarantine, and find past recordings like my album Wildflower. You can also request a custom song. I absolutely love working with people on these. And... Find out when the next community songwriting event will be happening online, as well as future shows as venues start to open up in the region. I also invite you to get in touch with me directly by emailing morganjohnstonmusic at gmail.com, and there are no caps or spaces in that email. Finally, I want to thank Rhodey Radio for having me as a host of their podcast today. I know how much music and arts and books have been such a solace for me during this time, and to get to work with a library that is such a big part of providing those things for people is an absolute gift. Rhodey Radio is a project of the Office of Library and Information Services and is supported by a grant from the Rhode Island Council for the Humanities.